Welcome back to Weekly EP. My name is Cody Swanson. Each episode, we have on guest musicians from all over the world in different genres who premiere a brand new 10 to 20 minute album written and recorded in just seven days. If you're interested in doing your own weekly EP, get in touch at weeklyep at gmail.com or on Instagram. This is episode 16 with Elisa Flynn from Brooklyn, New York in the U.S. Elisa came to the show by way of being friends with our talented guests from episode 8. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do. Elisa was super easy to talk to and I really dig where she got the inspiration for the songs on her album this week. We talk about Tom Cruise's movie Legend, Vampires, Kate Bush trying to write slightly less depressing songs, and we wonder if the beats that come with GarageBand should at this point just be considered fair use. As always, we'll do a short intro, listen to the new record in full, and then dive into the creative process. But first, here's a taste of that record. First of all, welcome and, and how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Day eight million of the plague. Mm-hmm. Doing all right. Yeah, yeah. It's still pretty weird in New York, huh? Uh, it is. I mean, we're in phase one now of opening and I've been noticing a drop off in people caring about <laughs> what's going on. So I actually did something really neurotic yesterday and I counted how many people I saw and how many were not wearing masks. And it was very oh, frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with a 43% of people not wearing masks out of a pretty oh. large, almost 300 people. And it's. Yeah. That gotta sounds get about serious. Right. <laughs> gotta get serious people. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's similar here, but Berlin is doing, for some reason, very well. So it's still annoying and unnerving, but it's not necessarily going to mean anything. But who knows? Mm-hmm. So we'll just kind of dive right into the early basic questions. I don't know if you've heard any of the episodes, but... I've listened to several, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you know the format then. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start it off then... What is your name? I am Elisa Flynn. All right, Elisa. And then uh, do you play under uh, a name for your music projects or is it just under your own name? Most of it is just under my own name. I started doing something recently. I have like a DJ name for the occasional project that I just do on my 404. So that is a separate DJ name, but everything else is under Elisa Flynn. Okay, cool. Right on. And... Where in the world did you make this record? I made this record in Brooklyn, New York, in the Crown Heights neighborhood in my apartment. Nice. That's a cool neighborhood. I think Crown Heights had just started becoming cool when I moved away (laughs) like three or four years ago. (laughs) I mean, the good thing about Crown Heights where I live is, oh, this is going to sound so ridiculous, but 
it has stayed true to itself in a lot of ways. So it's still a lot mm. of small businesses. And I live in the Caribbean side. For people who don't know, mm -hmm. Crown Heights is half traditionally half Caribbean and half Hasidic Jewish. So I live on the Caribbean side. And it's still pretty heavily Caribbean here, which is great. You know, I'm, I'm a visitor. I'm a yeah. resident, but, you know. My first job in New York in 2009 was doing door-to-door -door political canvassing. Mm -hmm. And we spent a couple days in Crown Heights. And it, yeah, it's a very interesting neighborhood for that reason. There's mm -hmm. a lot of beautiful old buildings. Yes. In many cases, have kind of fallen into strange disrepair. Epic grand apartment buildings but the front door doesn't have a lock that works <laughs> you just push it open but also just a beautiful neighborhood and a lot of amazing food places and stuff so i'm glad to hear that a number of those have still survived mm -hmm. why did you decide to do one of these uh, weekly eps well i am like many people uh, unemployed for the duration of this pandemic event. Mm -hmm. And one night I was on social media and I saw that my very dear old friend, Jose Delhart and his partner, Aubin Renee had made a weekly EP and I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is great. This idea is amazing. And so I instantly wanted to do it. Okay. Awesome. You're, you are the second person that has done one of these now because of them. So I think uh, that's really, uh -huh. pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And compared to the music that you normally put out, would you say that this is pretty similar to that or is it kind of a different style? I think this is beginning to go in my new style. I've done the gamut. I've been playing music for a very long time and I've done from punk rock to indie rock to I had an Americana period, a full on <laughs> uh, acoustic period. Um, and then I got very into electronic music a few years ago. So I've been starting very slowly to combine electronic with guitar-based stuff. And I feel like this EP is far more you know, veering towards the electronic, but in a minimalistic way. So it's, it's kind of the direction I wanted to go, and I leapt into it. Okay, cool. That's great. It's always exciting to hear when one of these is pushing a combination of different styles into a new territory or something like that. So nice. <laughs> then the last question before we get into the record itself is of course the silly question. <laughs> uh, and so the silly question for you today is if you could add an extra name onto your already normal name. So if you have a first middle and last name and you could add a fourth one, where would you put it and what would it be? Um, well, I only have two names. I don't even have a middle name. And I guess I would add it on the end and it would probably have something to do uh, with my wolf fixation, which might be kind of dull, but I might just add wolf or something like that. The story of my last name is so weird. It's a whole other story itself, but it's not even my real name. And it's just the name that my dad wound up using. It's very complicated, but I would drop that name <laughs> completely, actually. <laughs> and I would be Wolf or something like that. Okay, so your full name would be then... Lisa Eliza, Flynn Wolf. Lisa, Lisa Flynn Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it kind of goes. <laughs> Okay, so, and then the, the record is called 83. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. 
Would you like to introduce it in any way or say anything about it before we dive into it or? Sure. So when I wrote to you and you said, yeah, let's do this. And I said, okay, great. And I wanted to very much follow the the rules. And I had to start with something totally fresh and new to do this EP Mm -hmm. about in seven days. And I was sitting around going, what could I do? I need a focus. I need a theme or something which will help me write more quickly. And I had been listening a lot to early electronic music, but also early Cure. I was listening Mm -hmm. to pornography a whole bunch and to the album Blue Sunshine, which was by The Glove, which was a side project by Robert Smith of The Cure and Steve Severin of Mm. Susie and the Banshees. And so those things are from 1983. And then I watched The Hunger, also from 1983. So I decided that was my topic. (laughs) 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 So pulling those things together became my quote unquote topic. That's amazing. So it's just kind of like you're like kind of looking around and be like, hmm, what have I been doing lately? Oh, it's, all, it's all starting to kind of orbit a certain theme. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, so then this is Eliza Flynn Wolf's 83. <laughs> Your dark eyes, your dark eyes, your dark eyes, and the last time I saw you was in the back of a black car. Within this mess, 
and we are back. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's dive into this. Let's talk about the music. And the first thing I'd want to ask mainly is what instruments or what kind of gear did you use to construct this record? I kept it to a small group of stuff. Three of the four songs I created by making a beat in Korg, my Korg beats, Korg Volca beats. Mm. I don't know if Korg Volca series, they're the tiny, <clears throat> tiny little synthesizers that Korg put out a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, like the, the ones that sometimes come with little touchscreen pens. Exactly. Yeah. So I have a couple of those. Those were my gateway drug into synthesizers, like buying mm -hmm. my own. So I still sometimes use the Korg beats. So I use that and I wrote uh, three of the beats. And then I used electric guitar, some piano on one song. Yeah, I had a note about that. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple reason, layers of thumb piano. <laughs> for, for some reason, my ear always perks up with like, a, oh, that's thumb piano. I have no idea why. Like, I don't even own a thumb piano, but yeah. yeah and okay. just voices. And I used another Korg product, the, the Korg Nano keyboard. I used that to do a lot of the other playing. I, I just kept it really simple. I recorded in GarageBand, mm -hmm. so I just used that interface and my MIDI keyboard and used effects that were already in, in GarageBand. A side note, I've had uh, a synth for a while that's uh, a really awesome one, but it's a, kind of a strange one, the OP1. Mm. But I just got my first Korg synth, the, the Mini Logue, mm -hmm. and I'm really enjoying it, but I spent like four hours today trying to get the drum sequencer on the OP1 to sync to Ableton, and mm -hmm. then Ableton to push a MIDI signal to the arpeggiator or a sequencer on the Korg. And it was just a, just a nightmare. Oh, well, but that also proves to you the thing that I have totally discovered, which is you can't figure it out in 15 minutes, go straight to YouTube or Reddit yeah. and someone <laughs> yeah. will have typed in this problem and figured this out. And that's how I've learned how to get around a lot of this stuff. There's so yeah. many videos and it's just it's just easier. People have yeah. pondered all these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> side to side. Okay, cool. So it's, it's pretty. It's pretty bare bones then, in the sense yes. that it's a couple, a couple synths, a thumb piano, and was there any other percussion or anything like that, or is that is that mostly all? Uh, that was mostly all with the synths. There's one song that has hand claps, and that's mm -hmm. that's really it. Yeah, and the guitar and voices. That's... Okay, and you said you use GarageBand. Mm -hmm. to record and mm -hmm. did you use an interface as well well for the guitar i just plug it in through an irig and uh, i don't really have mm. i've been functioning on a very bare bones recording setup i only have one computer and i'm kind mm. i really want to get into ableton but i'm kind of afraid to overload this one computer i kind of need <laughs> when the world comes back and i actually make money i would kind of like to buy a dedicated computer that's just all for mm -hmm. music, and then I will get Ableton, and then I will just overload that with music. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've been yeah. I've been functioning just like working with GarageBand and stuff, and it's really fine. I mean, it has limitations, but you can add plugins, and it's for me, it's been a great way to learn. And now I feel like it's time to go on to something more complicated. In the last few years, I've done a lot of home recording, like my album that I put out in 2017, and my last couple EPs. Those were all done at home, yeah, for budgetary reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yes i understand that very well oftentimes I, I like to think of it as an aesthetic choice but yeah usually because of budget if there was a studio that was like hey we have this awesome studio would you like to come record here for free i'd be like <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> 
let me pack my guitar and come on over. But <laughs> anywho, I'm also interested in how the week kind of unfurled itself. It's a weird way to say it, but mm-hmm. in the seven days, did you write the material first and then record them or like write and record a song beginning to end and then move on to the next or have that kind of shape up? Right. In my notebook, I kind of followed along the days so I can actually sort of look back here. I had that basic idea about 1983 and mm-hmm. I started very basically making some uh, notes about lyrics and things. And then the first day I know that I did the three tracks on the Korg to start the songs from. And then I think what I did was I wrote and recorded the basics of Black Petunia and started some lyrics for, I think, Magic. And then as the days went on, I just started layering stuff. So when I record, I tend to work on multiple songs at once. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would record a guitar track here. Then I'd go to the next song and I'll record a guitar track there. (laughs) And eventually started coming back to things and molding them into fuller songs. I have all these crazy notes that I'm looking at in my notebook with like beat marks (laughs) and like C chord, G chord. I don't write out music. I write things as tablatures and notes. Mm -hmm. So I have lots of, of scribbly things. So I started on Monday morning. As I got to about Friday, pretty much everything had all the tracks. And I spent half of Saturday and the rest of Sunday doing the mix. Certain things like vocals I tend to do last. I'm very particular about it. And actually, after I sent you the whole thing, I did re-record a few things. (laughs) This will come out on my band camp with just a couple of (laughs) slight variations in the vocals and stuff that I wanted to improve. Special edition then. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I spent the last day and a half just uh, working on mix and mixes. Mixing is not my forte. Even with all the home recording I've now done in the last few years, I usually wind Mm. up handing over the mix to someone else and going, hey, because it's always good to have someone else listen to what you've done and with a clean ear and be objective. But yeah, so layer, 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 like a sculpture. That's how I look at doing songs on the computer. They're sculptures and then day and a half of mixing and the lyrics and, and stuff like that do you usually write the full songs and then think about and write the lyrics at the end or do you have an idea or a, a temporary track that you lay down it depends on the song sometimes i'll do temporary tracks that are just like i might have two sentences and kind of a melody idea so i'll have this track that's like you know um, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. these i wrote the full lyrics i had made notes about pornography and stuff and i pulled actually for black petunia there's actually full-on sentences from a song in uh, pornography which i won't say maybe people will find it most of it is yeah you know, 99% of it is is my own but for this project i pretty much wrote the lyrics out and then just tweaked them a little i prefer when I can to do that so that there's a full idea to work from because then I totally perseverate about how the song is going to sound vocally. And that's like always my biggest anxiety and everything because I want the vocals to be good really desperately. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I think that's a fair goal. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we can just kind of run down the songs as well. So Uh for Song one, Black Petunia. The two main notes I have here, which uh, are not very detailed, I guess, but fun, bouncy kind of 
oddly syncopated rhythms, mm-hmm. and the, which were really nice. I just like the way it kind of started off with these very bouncy, odd rhythms. And then I was really curious what was used to make the dirty, reverbed kind of a slap sound in the background. Dirty, reverb slap in the background. Um, <clears throat> trying to think of what it was. Oh, man. I'm pulling a blank here. That might have been some clapping that was uh, heavily modified. Okay. So you said that some of the lyrics came from a pornography song. Mm-hmm. I, I just pulled some ideas out of one of the songs on pornography and then wrote the song around it. It has literally nothing to do with it. It's just, yeah. and it's pornography is so dark and this song, <laughs> these songs are not so dark, but I just, mm-hmm. I just took bits and pieces and, and built a song around that. What was the inspiration of the thoughts going through your head with this song? Well, this was partially about the time we're in right now. The black petunia on the fence. I, I had, I've been taking walks every day around my neighborhood and there's someone who actually is growing black petunias. And I thought that was so amazing and wrote about that. This song is kind of, I don't know, it's sort of fanciful. It doesn't really have a deep meaning. Honestly, they kind of gave me uh, Kate Bush vibes. Almost mm-hmm. cool. The, I also feel weird sometimes being like, it reminds me of this band because sometimes people might be like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's um, funny because I just watched some documentary about Kate Bush not too long ago. So, yeah. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> that, that's a cool comparison. I'll take that. OK, OK, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so song two, Hunger. Ah, yes. This one is literal. (laughs) This one is about the hunger. The movie The Hunger. Like, absolutely. Straight on. I watched The Hunger. I wrote notes about it. I have not seen that movie. Oh, my God. You have to see it. It's so (laughs) cheesy. It's David Bowie and Catherine Genève as vampires who live in New York City in the early 80s. And Catherine Genève is the big vampire. Also, Susan Sarandon is in it, a very young and sort of cherubic Susan Sarandon. You're the third person I've talked to who said, I haven't watched that movie. I'm like, oh my God, you have to see it. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. So this song is exactly about that movie. The cover okay. of the EP is also mm-hmm. based on a still from the movie. The okay. movie has a very particular look. It's very stylized. And it's all about light and dark. And so. All right. I will watch that movie and then I'll listen to the song again. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, like, what is this love that is promised but is never forever? But uh, now I know that it's about vampires. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it makes a lot more sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to song three, Magic. Mm-hmm. It feels much more lighthearted than the other previous two songs, but mm-hmm. the lyrics about a love that keeps the darkness away, like there's always this reference to the darkness, just kind of everything's going horrible, but, but this love is good. And I thought that was really interesting. Like it feels very happy, but there's this sinister <laughs> tone, like, oh, your heart's so good. It like makes me so happy, but the dark clouds are covering us all and raining down. Uh, so, <laughs> yep, yeah, that's, so, that's my song right in a nutshell right there. So was, was this, was, I guess the main <laughs> question was, is this kind of related to current events in a sense of 
the apocalyptic vibe or is it more just kind of inspired by other things? It is absolutely related to the current situation. The first line is stay with me until time is over. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's absolutely like that. I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I tend to Mm -hmm. write very dark. And I have in the past had people come up to me and be like, wow, your songs are good, but they're so depressing. (laughs) 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 So sometimes I think about this and I go, okay, I got to write something lighter. I got to bring up the mood. (laughs) And uh, this was trying to bring up the mood and to allow myself (laughs) to also mix in silliness with the dark. You know, your life is magic. Your heart is magic. I'm trying to balance or allow myself to have this sort of lighter aspect. If that makes, that makes sense. But yeah, the lines like your heart is magic and stuff definitely kind of gave me like flashes of, I don't know why I associated this with this, but the movie legend with Tom Cruise about, about the last unicorn (laughs) that they have to save and all the creepy little like nymph characters and stuff. It just, it feels like the kind of imagery that would be in that, like, where a heart is literally magic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i guess also that does have some really dark sinister undertones once the unicorn horn is cut off and uh tim curry the devil becomes Mm -hmm. more powerful so yeah i don't know (laughs) kind of a unintended thematic connection at least in my mind (laughs) i might be the only one but speaking of light and uh kind of happier Ending on this instrumental is Little Fishes. I think it's a really kind of interesting upswing, mm-hmm. like mood-wise. And so what kind of, what, which were the instruments on this one? This one, I actually didn't use the Korg. I actually pulled a drum beat out of GarageBand. Oh, don't tell them. And <laughs> technically, you're not supposed to do that. But I, I always look at this as open firmware. I mean, it's like you guys are putting this out there. So we're using yeah. your beats. So I think it's that. I'm sure you're not the first one to do yeah. that. Oh, I know. Uh, there's keys in there. What else is in there? It's pretty basic. It only has a few tracks. I could not come up with a lyric for it. I really, I thought about it and thought about it and just nothing was coming to me. And I decided, why not have an instrumental track? And there's a song on the Blue Sunshine album called Orgy. And it's the reoccurring line is my little fishes in me. So that's why I call the little fishes, but it has nothing else to do with that album. Other than that, I've never actually put out an instrumental track. So I thought, Hey, why not? I mean, sometimes it's kind of nice when there are happy accidents, like you can't think of lyrics or your guitar string breaks or whatever. And you have to like improvise or just kind of change your plans. Mm Mm-hmm. Who knows if you could have added lyrics, maybe you wouldn't have liked the song as much. Or yeah, it seemed forced. I could not find anything for it. And I decided just, just let it be. I, I just joined this band a few months ago and they had already recorded a whole album and I was adding guitar bits oh. to it. And I had been struggling for a while with one song and uh, spending great vast amounts of time trying to improve my part. And this time I was like, nope, gotta let it go. Gotta be easy. so So you're adding Mm -hmm. some parts into something that's been almost fully recorded yeah it's fully recorded except for me and so i've just been added onto a few songs yeah it was kind of kind of wacky that's cool though that they're like we want you on the record i feel like a lot of bands would be like yeah you'll be on the next one maybe (laughs) it it was super kind I, i i was very glad i mean i was excited to join this band and then that they wanted me to be on 
their album that they already made. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. kind of great. Cool. I think that's rare. So that's a good, that's a good start hopefully to, to a fun, fun band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. So looking back then on the, the process of making this in terms of learning to let a song go or not to uh, spend too much time agonizing over it. Do you have any reflections or takeaways or final thoughts on the, the record as a whole? Um, I, I was very pleased with what came out. I tend to spend a lot of time for years. Okay. Right, let me back out a little for years. <laughs> I sat and wrote songs on guitar and then wrote vocals and then figured them out from there. And it was a very basic method. And in the last few years, since I finally discovered electronic music, I've been doing things with more and more and more and more layers. And I tend to spend a lot of time on certain things. I have songs sitting on my computer that I've been messing around with for a year. And, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, and then I'll let them go for months and then I'll go back to them. And it's like, what was this thing that I was working on? What is it? Why did I like it? What does it mean? This was write this stuff, do it, put it out. And I just kept going wherever the song led. I went with it and it was a fantastic project for me in that it took away all that, like letting stuff marinate forever. Sometimes that's just not worth it when you can Mm -hmm. put something together quickly and actually have like a valid group of songs. And that was kind of a revelation for me because I've always taken so much longer. And so I really liked it. And I, I like, I do like it very much. Like I said, I did go back into it after I sent it to you. I made a few <laughs> tweaks. I'd hear like a little microphone bump or something. I got rid of all that, those little things. So I just cleaned it up, but I didn't spend hours and hours and hours. I spent mm-hmm. a very short period of time just tweaking the mixes and correcting a couple of mistakes to leave it basically as this process. So it was great for me. I really enjoyed doing it. And uh, thank you for... Uh, let me be part of this project because it was, it was uh, super fun for me. It's opened up a new set of ideas for me as far as ways of working. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, but also thank you for being part of it. None of this would work if people weren't willing to <laughs> jump into it. And uh, I would have to make the record each week. And, uh, <laughs> that would be hard. Yeah, that would be exhausting. <laughs> <I mean>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just doing a podcast in general is a lot of work, and I think mm-hmm. that would probably uh, drive me a little bit nutty, but also probably my wife as well. So um, <laughs> thank you so much for doing it. How do people find more of your stuff online? What is what is the best path to take either social media or websites or music platforms or all that kind of stuff? Well, to hear... The vast majority of my music is on my Bandcamp page, which is elisaflynn.bandcamp.com. And I also have a website, elisaflynn.com, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I, I don't really do much Twittering. <laughs> I, my Instagram is a mix of art and music, and Facebook I just sort of add to when, when things are coming out. I'm trying to wean myself off of Facebook. I can't stand mm. it. But yeah, yeah, so Bandcamp, Instagram. Okay, right on. Yeah, I have a very love-hate relationship with Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Twitter, I am trying to use more to promote the podcast and stuff mm-hmm, through it, mm-hmm. but I just don't like Twitter. It's I don't know evil. Why. Like, it's evil. It's such a great idea, but it's so full of nasty, horrible people. Mm-hmm. And it just, if you can make yourself just look through things and not read the comments, 
you can use it, but don't read the comments. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good <laughs> point. Kill the your comments, brain. The, the comments are, are very viciously uh, ignorant. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Aliza, thanks so much for doing this and for being part of this whole kind of wacky process. Thank you very much. Let's see. So it's a little afternoon there, I mm-hmm. guess. So have a wonderful Monday. Thank you. Nice and, to talk to you. Uh, Yeah, nice to talk to you. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Weekly EP. Once again, my name is Cody Swanson. I hope that you enjoyed this week's album and interview. I had a blast chatting about the record, and I think it's great that we're hearing more and more thumb piano in general. I do not know why I think that's great, but it just makes me happy. As of this recording, I also have still not seen The Hunger. I'm sorry, Elisa. I will work to fix that very soon. Please check out more of Elisa's music and art by going to elisaflynn.bandcamp.com or checking her out on Instagram. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and rate it wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps a whole lot. Also, you can follow us on Instagram. You can find all the episodes and more on our website, weeklyep.com. And if you or someone that you know would like to do your own weekly EP, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you.